Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. This week we look at two fantastic cases of biomaterials in action. Now you may have seen signs saying slippery when wet, but how can we make our wounds heal themselves better and make sure our bandages don't slip off. Plus, we find out a new and interesting way to help cardiac tissue repair itself using the wonders of spider silk. I'm sure all of us have seen at some point in our life, either in a supermarket or a shopping centre, or maybe we've just seen it on our own shower floors, bathtubs, or road surfaces. When something gets wet, it often gets very, very slippery. That's why we have the big warning, slippery when wet. And if you try to put on a bandage, if you've, uh, let's say, been chopping up vegetables and cut your finger, your finger might be often wet, either from water from the cooking and cleaning process, or maybe when you've run your finger under some water to wash off the blood. When you try and put on that bandage, it it just doesn't stick and it slips right off. And that's just frustrating, but also very, very serious. Because you think about doctors and other people trying to apply stitches or other other types of healing appliances to you if they can't get it to adhere that's a really big problem and that's why researchers working at the wiss institute for biologically inspired engineering and the john a paulson school of engineering and applied sciences at harvard have been trying to find a way to make a material that's not only tough but performs just as stickily when things are wet and that kind of resilience would have huge implications for biomedical applications Now, where would you turn to for inspiration for something that's sticky, even though it's wet? Well, that's where these researchers, led by primary researcher Zhuanwen Li, turn to the idea of slugs. Yes, okay, slugs don't seem like the first thought when you try to divine something for biomedical applications, but it actually makes a lot of sense. The dusky arion, the Arabian subfuscus, is a common European and American slug, and it actually secretes a special kind of mucus when it's threatened. What that mucus does is it actually glues it into place and prevents it being picked up or eaten. And if you're a slug, that's a pretty big risk. So they have honed this material, this mucus, really, really well. It basically makes it almost near impossible for a predator to pry it off the surface. Now, previous researchers investigated and found that that glue is actually composed of a tough matrix peppered with positively charged proteins. So, Zhuan and Li saw this and they thought, well, what could we learn from this material? What could we learn from how this slug is managing to secure itself and avoid being eaten by predators? And so what they did is design a double-layered hydrogel, which consists of both an alginate polyacrylamide matrix supporting an adhesive layer that's got positively charged polymers protruding down onto the surface. Now, they basically mimicked and improved the design of this slug mucus. They're not actually literally sticking slugs on things to get the same result. They're actually adapting the method used by the slugs and making it better. Those positively charged polymers protruding down to the surface actually form some bonds to biological tissue. And they do it not just through electrostatic attraction to the cell surface, but they also form covalent bonds between neighbouring atoms and physically interweave themselves 
So it's a three-pronged sticking method, which makes the adhesive extremely strong and extremely resilient, especially if it's wet. Now, most importantly, it also has that above matrix layer that supports this adhesive surface. And what that matrix layer does is very, very important because most previous adhesion methods had only focused on getting a good bond between the surface and the thing that you're trying to stick to. But when it's wet, then that surface can distort and you basically lose it. That matrix layer helps dissipate energy out through, which means it deforms more before it breaks. And that's incredibly important. You don't break the bonds and shear off the material and let the bandage slip away. You actually make it reinforced and therefore make it more likely to survive. Now their matrix layer involves calcium ions and that are bound to the hydrogel via ionic bonds. That's incredibly strong, which means those sacrificial ionic bonds can break first, absorbing a large amount of impact and energy before the rest of the structure starts to get compromised. And that means that this little method can absorb about three times more energy than the toughest adhesive bonds that we have on medical grade adhesives today. And even when this this adhesive method broke, what broke was that matrix at the top, not the bond between the adhesive and the tissue, keeping that still stuck on. So it means that you have a sacrificial layer that helps you out along the way and also breaks first, still preserving that bond contact between the adhesive and the skin or the biomaterial. And that's incredibly important because it means you don't lose whatever you're trying to stick down and hold in place. Now, they tried a whole bunch of different methods to make and improve this two-stage adhesive. They tried it on both wet and dry pig tissue, including skin, cartilage, heart, artery, and liver. And they found that this method worked so well with significantly greater strength than any other medical adhesive that they could try. It also maintained its stability for much, much longer, which meant they could, you know, use it on, for example, a hole in a pig heart, and they could seal that for up to two weeks. And they basically pumped the heart using a mechanical method uh, and found that that could last thousands upon thousands of cycles of stretching and compressing with no damage to the tissue or to the adhesive. And it didn't cause any tissue damage or adhesion to the surface tissue when applied to a liver hemorrhage in mice, which is very, very different to something like superglue and commercial thrombin-based adhesives, which actually can damage the tissue that it's adhering to. So this material has incredibly high performance and is incredibly useful for the medical field. It can either be used as a patch that can be applied to various sizes and shapes, to anything from heart valves to livers to skin grafts, but it's also just be used to attach other medical devices to their target structures or as a supporter. It's a great new wide-ranging application, a new family of materials, as co-author Adam Sellers states. We can make these adhesives more importantly out of biodegradable materials so that even once they've held the things in place, they can just dissolve away safely without harming anything, which would be incredibly important for any other surgical implants, or drug delivery, or sticky nanorobots that might be used in pharmaceutical applications. This is a great way of adapting a solution from nature from the humble slug and applying that to cutting-edge medical technology to make our biomedical surgical implantations, surgical treatments, or even drug delivery or nanorobots safer and more efficient. And most importantly, it means that things are no longer necessarily slippery when wet.
heart disease are a huge problem. And whilst we have significant advances in the ways we detect and treat any other type of heart attack, once the damage is there to the cardiac muscle, either through cardiac infraction or maybe ischemic disease, there's no treatment to reverse that damage. And that can reduce the quality of life and the ability of the heart to survive. So researchers working together from the University of Erlangen-Nürnberg in southern Germany and the University of Bayreuth worked together to find a way that they could help repair and restore some of that function, some of that strength to the muscle without actually replacing the tissue. And this was done using an innovative and new material to supplement the muscle tissue, and that is spider silk. Now we've known about for some time that silk could help artificial cardiac tissue, or more precisely, there's a certain protein inside the silk that helps give it the structural mechanical stability, and that's fibroid. And for many, many years, people such as Professor Dr. Felix Engel of the Department of Neuropathology at University of Erlangen has been examining the silk from Indian silkworms and, and has in the past demonstrated that that could be used as a scaffolding material for engineering cardiac tissue. But the problem is, you just can't make enough of that to actually be feasible in a large-scale work. Now, a different group from the University of Bayreuth, Professor Dr. Thomas Scheibel, who's a professor in biomaterials, had been investigating ways to improve silk production from garden spiders by the use of E. coli bacteria. And he was able to produce large amounts of quantity of silk reliably from these garden spiders, simply by interacting that spider with some E. coli bacteria. And these researchers thought, well, maybe there could be a way to combine their two fields of expertise. And they handed off that project to Jana Petzold with the Erlangen team and Tamara Eigner from the Bayrath team. And they collaborated to a way to find, to improve the method developed by the University of Erlangen's team for using silk in cardiac repair and a quick way of producing silk from the University of Bayreuth's team. So what they did to develop this was apply a thin layer of silk onto a glass slide. And now that slide is negatively charged, so it, the, it can get an adhesion between the layers. Then they put on some cardiac cells and attempted to apply other cells, such as tissue cells, blood vessels, and so on, to the film. And they were able to find that they were able to bond very successfully each time. And they're able to show that this silk, this artificial spider silk, could actually be applied and used successfully with almost no difference to that the naturally developed cells. But it means it could be artificially applied to repair and support what would otherwise be damaged cells. Now, there's a lot of interesting ideas for this, potentially in 3D printing layer technology or other methods to functionally engineer replacement cardiac tissue using spider silk and spider silk that can be quickly produced using this method of combining with E. coli bacteria developed by the University of Bayreuth. This is a great collaboration between two researchers and their research groups from very different areas that have combined to tackle what is a very serious problem for the world, and that is repairing damaged heart tissue. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, Lagrange Point. This week we found out about some amazing biomaterials from using spider silk to help repair cardiac tissue to help making our wounds and wound closure techniques stick better together. 
Our ending theme was composed by Audio Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.